I feel the need, the need for speed. Welcome to the Fansplainers. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And this time, we're going into the past. It's a retro Fansplainers. That's right. It's, 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 it's old-timey times. Um, <laughs> Let's not describe our youth as old-timey, but okay. Uh, you know, that's, what, that's sure. the thing. Uh, when this, When this movie came out, uh, I was working at Expo 86 in Me Vancouver. Too. Yes, and I would like uh, go over to see you, and I would tell you how I was skipping out of work. And you'd go, shame on you. Have a have a good work ethic. And then you'd show me how to steal sodas from the machine. Yes, uh, that was there, and it was uh, that's that was our relationship back then. <laughs> I was both. I was a hippo- hypocrite, apparently. <laughs> They're gonna say hippopotamus. <laughs> that's right. I was a hippopotamus. Yeah, I took, the, I took the hippopotamus oath to do the job I did. But in theaters, this mm-hmm. film was setting the world on fire. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a film called Top Gun. Mm. Now we're going, uh, here's why we're uh, doing this movie and not like one that's out now, is uh, there's not a lot of movies out now. There's really not. We've seen a bunch of movies. We're like, do you want to see this one? Nah. And then you're like, do you want to see this one? No. It's like, okay. And then we talked about another movie that we're going to maybe see that was maybe a retro movie or talk about. And we're like, yeah, we could do that. Or Dave mentioned on our Sneaky Dragon podcast that he'd never seen Top Gun and people went, what? Uh, (laughs) And there's a new Top Gun coming out next year. And Dave didn't know that. Didn't know that after watching this movie and was horrified to find out that he may have to watch uh, another one of these kind of situations. Um, But... uh, for me, I saw this movie the way I think a lot of people my age back then did. Mm. I was at a party with a bunch of girls, oh. and they had a VHS tape that was watched to death. And then they put it on, and I and I watched it with them because I wanted to make them happy. Yes. You know, and it was their party, and they can watch Tom Cruise if they want to. Yes. Uh, but you saw it for the very first time yesterday. So you saw it in a much higher definition than I saw it originally. <laughs> and also, and it's it's uh, I assume it's uh, actual... Uh... Ratio. Ratio, yes. Yes. Yeah. Although I've heard that um, because of smart TVs or because of television sound, because they're automatically like widescreen, we assume that we're seeing them in the proper aspect ratio. But a lot of uh, like the people like Netflix and stuff like that, they're just kind of like blowing them all up so that you're mm. getting... Because there's some movies that are wider than our TVs. Oh, okay. Like our TV screens. But they, instead of instead of doing the letterboxing, they're just blowing it up and, and cutting off the edges a bit. Well, I saw every drop of sweat uh, when I watched it this time. Mm-hmm, me too. HD. And here's here's the thing. Uh, start with something obscure, and then we'll get more basic, and then we'll uh, yeah. we'll work our way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was always sweating. Like there's a lot of a yes. lot of sweat, a lot of glistening. But the one time he was never sweating was where he's wearing his jacket. Wear his jacket, and it seemed like everyone else wasn't wearing a jacket. Everyone yeah. else was in shorts. Yeah. It was clearly still summertime. Sure, uh, he's 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 cool as a cucumber when he puts the big heavy jacket on. Yeah, uh, but takes the jacket off and just uh, just sweats sweats like my uncle. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, yeah. Full, full, and you saw every bead and every drop. 
I just imagine that when they made the movie, there was like a whole department that was just the people for spraying water on the faces of the actors. Yeah, I turned to my sister-in-law, Victoria, who works in the film and TV industry, and said, so is there a guy just like spraying, or a woman, spraying spraying or spritzing Tom Cruise constantly? And she was like, yes. Yeah, that's their uh, that's their job. I don't know what they're listed at at the at the end. Uh, Cruise moistener, perhaps. Yeah, Tom Cruise moistener for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Moistener for Kelly McGillis. Moistener for Does she. She seems pretty dry through the whole thing. Well, it, the, to be fair, it's drier. There, there's still scenes where she's glistening as well. But is she? Yeah. Okay, I missed the glisten on that. Yeah, it's it's more. There's more sweating going on when they're in the Indian Ocean. Hmm. Like when they're on the the on the the uh, aircraft. Right. Thingy. Aircraft. What are they called? What are the whole things carrier. called? Carrier. Aircraft carrier, yes. <laughs> and they're on those. Yeah. I was made for this movie because I'm such a I'm such a fan of, of air of airplanes. Well let me ask you this. Are you a fan of Tom Cruise? Um at this when this movie came out, I was not a fan of Tom Cruise. I mean I'd seen Risky Business. Had I, a legend come out at that point. I'm trying to think what else he would have been known for. Well, I'd seen point. Risky Business, All the Right Moves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um the other one that uh, taps, he was in taps. Okay, and I thought yeah. he was very good in taps. I thought he did a great job in taps. Yeah, I'll say I think he's a good actor. I but, think like he's, he, yeah. he's and he's proven that you mm-hmm. know since. Like why he's really good in taps is that you hate that character, mm-hmm. and he really plays that belli- arrogant, belligerent character quite well. And I don't think that's his natural personality. I just think he did a really good job portraying a, a person that you just want to you just learn to hate throughout the film. Oh, and I did see losing it as well. I did not see losing it. Which is the first movie, but I think. I kind of went through like a snobby phase in terms of watching movies. I don't know why I went through that, but this would have been a movie that kind of fell in, uh, under the, uh, you know, or outside of my my taste parameters. You well, know? it would have looked to me. I didn't see it in the theaters because I think at the time it was like, oh, it's like a war movie. It's an army yeah. movie. It's out an air force movie. Yeah, I'm like mm, that's not really, you know, yeah, yeah. I didn't see like Iron Eagle one, two, or three. <laughs> You know, yeah. I would see what I'd see is I was as I was leaving another theater, like say a Back to the Future or whatnot. I'd see them uh, with a recruiting desk there, which okay. I'm like, that doesn't feel right. They mm. should be recruiting people to join the Air Force, like uh, you know, right after a movie where they're all jazzed up and like, yeah, it's like that seems like a trap. I don't think this should <laughs> yeah. uh, be a thing, and I don't think it is anymore. But like, ugh. but this was a film that did have a lot of support from the um, from the military. Okay, you know, they okay. gave them access to. Oh, well, I guess yeah, I guess, and they made them look very good Mm -hmm. that's the thing there's very i I don't think there really is any criticism of the way the military is run there's no one going maybe we shouldn't be doing this maybe maybe (laughs) this isn't the right maybe this isn't the right angle or what about what about the ethics of now to hell with it it's like everything is great that we're doing to be fair when you're that deep into it i don't think there's much questioning of what's of what's going on i don't think you know, I think by that point you're just you're kind of sold on the whole business. Well, you could have a character who's like, I don't want to kill. You know, I like to sure. fly. I love being in the sky. Sure. I love every aspect. But he's already been it. weeded out by this point because these people are going into an academy for the top of the tippity top. Of right, the but none of them have had to kill uh, up until this point. Like, kill an actual other person. They haven't learned dogfighting. Yeah, but they haven't killed anybody. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and there's a difference between, oh, but, hey, we just pr- play pretend, we're having yeah, a good yeah. time, and uh, and actually this is a person who's going who's going to die, you know? Uh, yeah. But it's okay because they're Russian and that's fine. They were Russian, right? Were they Russian or are they... I assume uh, so. They were flying MiGs. They so. were the other, you yeah. know? So that's all that was really important. Um, <laughs> just in general, then, what did, you th- what did you think of this movie? I did not like this movie very much. I thought, okay. I thought it was... I mean, partly it suffers of its time. So, for instance, the soundtrack 
the music is horrible. Feels absolutely like they horrible. Have four songs that they just keep playing over and <laughs> well, over. Well, that again. was bad. The fact they kept playing, um, yeah, that one song. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Oh yeah. my gosh! Here's the boom, one boom, thing. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, here's the thing. They make that the love song, right? Yeah. So, so when when Tom Cruise is seeing Kelly McGillis, is that her name? That's right. Okay. Yeah. They're bomb, 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 bomb. And so they do that, and then they do that another time, right? Yeah. There's uh, them together. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. But then the third time they do it, yeah. Tom Cruise is in a room uh, being talked to by, I think, Tom Skerritt. Yeah. And there's another guy. There's a guy behind him who's like, it's leaning forward to tell him a sarcastic comment. Yeah. And leans forward to talk to him. And he go, boom, 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 boom. It's like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> you just cute. Was that the song you were thinking <laughs> of using key? right now? Yeah. Because that timing was okay. Or maybe it is. And that's fine. Yeah. But boy, howdy, they liked uh, using that one and going back to Danger, danger Zone as well. And yeah, I'm, and I am, uh, yeah, so the soundtrack was really terrible. I mean, it was even worse than the Terminator 2 soundtrack, which I find really horrible, hard to, I find it hard to sit through that film now. Okay. Like, if I saw it at the time, of course, I was I was okay bum, with bum, bum, bum. the synth soundtrack. Yeah, bum, it was okay. Bum, bum, bum. You're just like, oh, this is what we have nowadays. But now that I'm I'm older and have have, and we no longer seem to have like, you know, one guy in a room playing his playing his his synthesizer. Uh, it's really great. And so when you go back to it, you're just kind of like, nah. <laughs> I this, don't mind. I don't mind Danger Zone. That's and fine. this movie really, really like hams it up with the synth. Like it's not just it's not just used like a John Carpenter like kind of like you know a little bit mm. of coloring or whatever. It's like really this like plank blaring away in the background through most yeah, of the it's movie. The center dish in the meal. For yeah, sure. and yeah. it's a little too much. Okay, so soundtrack also, no. Also, I am not a fan of Tony Scott, the director. Okay. I do not like his directing style at all. I don't like... Let's go through Tony Stock movie. Tony Scott Even movie. a film that I think is pretty good, such as True Romance, I think that his ham-fisted direction, you know, like, for yeah. instance, really wrecks the, the... So, he did Beverly Hills Cop 2. Never seen it. Which is better than Beverly Hills Cop 3. Not as good as Beverly Hills Cop 1. I saw that one. Uh, True Romance. Instruments is all right. He did The Hunger with David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve. Uh, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, Man on Fire, uh, Deja Vu, Unstoppable, and Last Boy Scout, which is just freaking terrible. Yeah, Last that's Boy a terrible Scout. film. That's yeah, just, that's awful. I didn't know he did the the David Bowie one. The Hunger, yeah. Okay, that was the first film he did. Yeah. Okay, that it's not in the list. There? That one's not in the list, but I will I will check that out. I'm pretty sure he did. All right, I'm not going to bet my my house on it, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, he also did. He, he did Domino. He did Man on Fire, actually. That's a one Tony Scott film that I, I don't mind. But I think it's because it Den- has Denzel Washington in it. Mm-hmm. So it, ki- it kind of like balances out the the ham-fisted. I mean, he's I, he likes to edit movies. Uh, Domino is the worst one. That's like a cut every second of the movie. But but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't like the way he, I don't like his shot compositions. I don't like his... I just, I don't know. It's something about the way he, and I don't like it, like how all the shots are like have light and weird places that are like overwhelming the, the, the image. You know, like he'll film actors by a window and then he'll have like the you sun were right. coming through. Tony Scott, yeah, for some reason that wasn't there. Okay, go ahead. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Like for instance, True Romance, which is a, is a good movie. I mean, it, you know, it has a Tarantino script. Christian Slater and I think and, it's a movie that's got a bunch of good scenes in it. I don't know exactly, if it's yeah. a good scene. But it doesn't it, Yeah. But the problem with it, yeah, I think is that is yeah, it doesn't really hang together as a movie, which is a problem with I think most of his films. And the final shootout in the in the ho- in the motel room, it's incoherent. Like you don't know who is firing at whom, where they're shooting, yeah. where anyone is. It's just it's just a big mess. And it, and I th- I kind of think Tony Scott was the beginning of the big mess directing style. 
Okay, you know, well, this is like uh, uh, Bruckheimer film. So yes, this was that kind of film mm-hmm. that started that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this movie is not as bad. No, as it's some, pretty but, clear what's going on. But, he, but during the in dog fact, fights, it, in fact, it's very slow at at, at, at points. <laughs> the dog fights are even, but even the dog fights, it's not exactly clear like where people are in relation to each other. Like often jets will just suddenly be beside each other. And, and then like, they're just yelling, have you got a lock on it? Get a lock on yeah, it? Get a lock on where, it? Does the lock matter? Do Can you break the lock? Like if someone locks on you, uh, and you, and you do a fancy spin, yeah. is that done? Like, have you now escaped? Like, I, I don't know how lock locking on a missile works. Like the, the missile goes, hmm, got it. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to do this thing. But if yeah. it gets out of the way, does it do anything? Can you be that skilled to... to yeah, you can... You can uh, yeah. If you turn quickly enough, sharply enough, the, the missile can't correct to... Sure, all right. But I think it's like heat-seeking. So it, you lock onto the heat signature of the jet right. and fire. And then, you know, then if the person can avoid it or whatever. Because that's why they have, like, other... Like, the, nowadays, they'll have, like... Um, they'll fi- fire, like, a bunch of, of like... I don't know what they are, but they'll fire a bunch of like things that like ch- make a different heat signature that will oh, okay. draw the missile to it. All right, a decoy. If that makes sense to anybody, I'm no. sorry, I don't know the terms because I, I'm not really a. I'd say a decoy would I'm, make a lot of sense. I'm not. I'm not really a military guy, so it's. I mean, I'm interested. I'm you know, I'm interested. In, I did read a book about this um, Russian pilot who he. Um, this is a true story. He he defected, but he brought a MiG with him. He landed in Japan mm. and he defected. And the Americans, and the Japanese obviously, but the Americans, of course, came right away. Uh, they had to return the MiG within a day, like within 24 hours. So they brought in all their experts and they took it apart entirely. Like they mm. just took it right down to the, all the the last bolt laying on the ground. Yeah. And then they quickly put it back together again and then delivered it back to the Russians. But they wanted to know how how it worked and what, what capacities uh-huh. it had and stuff like that. And they were really shocked at how backwards the technology was compared to what they had in, in their fighter jets. I mean, they were still using like... Um, they weren't using transistors. They were still they weren't using solid state. They were still using like circuits and stuff like that. Like, and they all the the knobs and stuff were like handmade. They weren't machine mm. made. Like they were like hand lathed. Sure. Like it was just done really. You know. Yeah. It's just different. The um, it's interesting when the movie starts. It uh, you know gives the location and then immediately afterwards present day. And I went like, oh, this takes place in 2019. <laughs> That's a mistake with your movie when you say present day. Like, whoever we're watching it is the, is, is the time. Well, especially a movie so locked in its time period. So locked in its time period. Exactly. They're not super clear as to, again, who's the enemy? Who are we fighting against? Mm-hmm. Are we in trouble with this enemy? Is there, you know, I mean, we remember back then because we are of an age where we could remember that it was like, yep, the Russians were bad. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they won't nuke us at any point. Mm. Uh, that was always hovering in the background was like, there could be Armageddon at any point. Uh, so I guess this feeds into that. Yeah. We want these nice fellas to, to save us. And, you know, I'm sure that there are little border fracases or little dispute, like little territorial disputes that just are never talked about. Sure, there would also be a teacher that would tell you, you know, there was this one time where we almost went to nuclear war and we didn't, it was a mistake and we almost all died. Anyway, turn <laughs> your to pages, what? What's this about? <laughs> I don't, yeah. yeah, it was, it was always hovering on the edge, yeah. that kind of thing. 
Um, I think at this point, the military uh, wasn't cool. You know, I mean, this was this was something that really made the military cool. Can you think of a like we're coming out of the 70s where, you know, you're in Vietnam and the idea of like going to Vietnam, you would come back messed up. You'd you'd be a messed up veteran. This is the way the movies would, you know, portray. Sure. Coming home. Yeah. Yeah. People wouldn't come back and go, this is swell. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. I'm glad I went and I fought for my country and I feel great. It's like there was none of that. Like, yeah. To me, I'll just go with my thesis for for, the, for this movie. Sure. This is my thesis, okay. and I uh, stand by it. Um, this movie uh, is uh, is pornography. Like it is just pornography. Sure. Like, and if you look at it like a, a well done porno, it's pretty good. Like it does a good job. But first of all, the the, the fighter scenes are you know uh, are, are like war pornography. They're great. They they're gorgeous. You know they they if you like planes or yeah. like playing video games or whatever, this looks like man, this looks like fun. <laughs> Boy, this is like a good time. Yeah. And then everything else in the movie is just a setup for for porn. Like everything is a porn setup. You could take out the planes, put in porn, and you would not have any difference. Like it's that level of acting. It's that level of you know setup. It's you know everyone's got their shirt off always, you know, um, yeah. you know it's it's guys whispering to other guys, putting their arms around other guys, doing that. Oh, we're faking that we're attracted to each other, and we're faking that we're calling each other ladies' names, and we're faking all this stuff. Well, after the fourth or fifth fake time, it's probably not fake. Like well, if you it's have still fake. if you have a guy who like comes it is up a big you, part of that culture. To what that jock culture? Yeah, uh-huh. that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> This this movie has these fellas who are clearly there's sexual tension between all of them, and they just get built more and built more mm. and built more and more it's, shirts come off. That's funny you say that because I didn't more, pick that up at all. No, no, it is hundred percent. Hundred. No, it's not. I've always even, heard that. It's about not even it. subjective. I've this, always heard that about it. And then when they, it's not even subjective. Oh it, no, opinions are subjective. No, yeah. no, it's not an opinion. This <laughs> is a opinion. fact. It's not these, a fact. The movie starts with everyone <laughs> very well clothed. Yes, very clothed. Sure, and in their fancy outfits, yeah. and and then as the movie pro, uh, progresses, yeah. it, more and more reasons are given why to bring your girlfriend the fellas, to the, movie. the fellas should have yeah. their shirts off. Yeah, to the point where you have a volleyball scene. That's that, yeah. See, that's I've always heard that, and then I watched it, and I was like, eh. you've got and is it Anthony Edwards? Like yeah. uh, there, okay, and he's wearing a he's, shirt. He's a fine. He's a fine fella, yeah. and he's a good bloke and he's got uh, a fine body on him but he doesn't have crazy amazing no that's why he's wearing a shirt that's why he has to wear the shirt through the whole thing he does get to take his shirt off later but we've got to have our shirts off and just have this volleyball scene why it's just stimulating so these guys can glisten that's right we need three glistening guys but don't you think competing with each other and then later on they have their conflicts and the conflicts are are never in a hallway the conflicts are always in a shower the conflicts are always where one of them is lying down shirtless (laughs) you're looking up at the other fellows while they're all changing and it's like look if this was if this was women doing this you'd go well this is clearly an exploitation movie but with guys it is still an exploitation it's still an exploitation movie yes don't you think it was I do you think, think it was, the, do you think the fellas here really like the ladies? Do you think the women in this are anything but an afterthought at all? Kelly McGillis. Y- yes, I do, but not for the reasons you think. Okay, hit me. I think that this movie is is very clever because it's basically a guy movie. Mm-hmm. So they add beefcake to it to make it attractive for girls. So if guys are like want to sure. bring their date to it, there's something for the ladies to watch. There's some mm-hmm. eye candy. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of like shots of gleaming jets, 
you know, which the guys, the guys are sleeping. The guys over. are the gleaming jets as well. Yeah, the, guy, the, the guys are sleeping over. And I'm not saying this, and this is a bad thing, or they're trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, I, I just think it's so overt. Yeah, that this it, it's is weird. Like th- I, this is guys yeah. bonding mm. on. Like it, what it looks like to me is this is uh, Greek soldiers. Yeah. This is them oiling each other up. Having conversations. Uh, do you like snails or clams? Yeah. This is this is them. This is them all. Snails or oysters. All, snails oh, or oysters. oysters. They're all glistening and they're all doing their thing and they're all hugging each other and they're all embracing and it's like mm. you can say like, well, now they're going to go off and meet some nice ladies yeah. and like, well, maybe they are, but that's not what's important. They're going to go yell a song in their face. That's right. The important thing to these fellas are the other fellas impressing the yeah. other fellas, getting the respect yeah. and love of the other. Fellas. That's jock culture right that's, there. That's what. That's it why is. I didn't want to see this movie when I was uh, mm-hmm. I, my twenties. Is that I was like, well, this is just a jock movie. But I there's a lot of jock movies that are out there, and they don't go this far. No, this is like. I mean, the whole movie is, is like, you know, like like when, when Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise are kissing. No human beings kiss like that. No, no. That's what I said to, um, I was watching it with my it's wife. It's like watching Pia people who've never kissed before This kiss. is exactly it. I said like, <laughs> oh, these are robots trying to learn how to kiss. Yeah, yeah. And they've been sent information yeah. and this is how they, this is how it goes about it. Yes. There's nothing, there's nothing romantic or mm. any sexual tension between them at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's, uh, she makes him dinner. Uh, at one point, like, uh, you know, where they have a whole thing of like, you know, can we date? Can't we date? Oh, she's the, she's the instructor. Mm-hmm. Oh, woman. Oh, what a conflict, but no conflict at all. Cause she doesn't <laughs> care about her job. She just cares about him. Anyway, whatever. Sorry that we're not going in order and specific. It's, you know, exactly what it is. Like <laughs> the scene where they reveal that she's actually working at Top Gun yeah. and you see her legs and it's like. Why are we doing a slow up? Who could it possibly be? be? Sigourney Weaver? No, it's not. It's her. You know it's her. Uh-huh. Here it goes. And then like you have that scene that Tony Scott wanted a stylish intro. Right. You want to have a thing like you have a scene where they have their first date. So Tom Cruise is late and he's so upset about being late. So upset. But because he's not around the guys, he's got to put on a heavy coat. Um, and he goes he goes because he he's puts right. more clothes on. He's riding his motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to uh, to her house. And he's like, oh, I've blown it because I'm late. And mm-hmm. she's a real stickler for... for uh, and she doesn't care. Well, she does care. Like, she just like, you know, yeah, like... Uh, you think that's what you do. She would have to like tease a little bit. Like you'd have fun of just mm-hmm. like, you're late. We're not going to have dinner. Yeah, We're yeah. just going to da da da. There's yeah. something, right? But it's like, no, nope, that's fine. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. What sexual tension is that? <laughs> then he says, uh, I'm going to go take a shower. Oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Here's it. No, don't. Yeah, Let's I eat. I'm hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, again, it's just like bucket of cold water and a then, bucket of cold water. And then dinner ends and he basically goes, well, I'm going to have go have a shower. And you're like, oh, oh things are starting. Oh, I hear it. And he goes, he's on his motorcycle leaving. Like, okay. Yeah. Because he's got somewhere to do. I guess that was technically a date. It wasn't, it wasn't this is going to be complicated, her, boy. To be, to be fair to the sure, film, for sure. her, it wasn't a date. For her, it was an attempt to worm information about the MiG-28 out of him. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I mean that's what she that's what she says. You're supposed to get says. like the subtext, like she she wants the information, but she also is attracted to him, mm. you know, and he realizes that, and that's what puts him off about her. But you also have a thing like with her, okay, like... Nowadays, you'd have to do a little more, but back then, it's like uh, you know. Listen, she's she's attractive. Oh, well, there we go. That's that's good. Um, there's going to be sexual tension between them. Whatever you say, and then, but hey, it's all it's all cool. Even though she's sexy, she's brilliant. She is a brilliant scientist. Yeah. Oh, let's see some of that. 
Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And any time that they have a conversation that involves her career or anything she is interested in, he is not interested. He is just condescending to her. He's just smug to her. And she's, mm, yeah, that's fine. You know, great. Excellent. What a, what a team. This, this, is, this is fantastic. She sure does take his breath away. She does. Well, there is the scene. There is the scene where they are going through their, their flights, like through their, their um, dog fights. And she's criticizing him for, for t- taking a risk rather than doing what he should have done, which Iceman did. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And then he has like a big sulk and he leaves and he won't talk to her mm-hmm. and then um she says she's like it, she's like i wanted to pray i couldn't praise you in, like i think you did the best but i couldn't praise you in class because i would give away that i like you well no if it's like a objective you know agreeing to the fact that he do, flew a better uh, you know did had a better strategy in the fight that's not showing favoritism that's just an objective fact yeah i mean the, like why is she worried like someone's gonna oh you're like his flying better you must be interested in him well how come she's not interested in iceman then because she she went along, along with his uh by the yeah. way iceman's a weird dude and they know that she, he's interested in her because they all saw at the bar that he was flirting with her but things mm. he crashed and burned yeah he know? crashed so, and burned. So, so there you go uh yeah let's just go with what the moral of this is like um it starts with uh, a fellow what is cougar uh, who's his wingman, who's uh, Maverick's wingman. Okay. And uh, he has some, I guess, PTSD or something and freaks out a bit and uh, kind of loses it while flying. And, and Maverick goes to protect him, protects him. Shouldn't have. Should have let him. Should, shouldn't have helped him. That's that's bad. Okay, it's bad to help your wingman. Don't help your wingman is what we're told. But like this guy. Well, it's more because he, he put the the jet at risk. Yeah, he put the jet at risk. So you should, you should yeah. let him die rather than risk a jet. Okay, thanks. All right, so jets are worth more than you. <laughs> right. I kind of get that. All yeah. right, fair enough. So he land, and we see Cougar. That jet doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the taxpayers. That's what the character said. To yeah, you. that's that's a thing. So, um, so the taxpayers do the taxpayers want him to die to save some bucks? I don't on think the they know or and or care. No, exactly. No one's going to know. So anyway, he helps he helps <laughs> Cougar. Now I guess we're supposed to go like. Cougar is the cautionary tale of like, you know, if you lose it, you're going to have to leave and you don't want to be Cougar. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how we're supposed to feel about Cougar. Maybe he's like weak. I guess in this hyper macho world, it's like he didn't have what it takes. Mm. He did, it wasn't the best of the best because it's all going to be the best of the best of the best. He was going to go to Top Gun Academy, but yeah. because he flaked out and handed in his wings. Oh, yeah. Well, he quit. He's out. They didn't want to, they weren't going to do it to him. It looked like he, he did it himself. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah. okay. So we know that you can quit and what have you. But what's the lesson that you're told, you know, is is it like Iceman, you know, who's clearly setting himself up to be a villain, though he's not. He's just Johnny Good Advice, actually. Like, if you watch the whole movie, Iceman's right through the whole thing. The only problem Iceman has is he delivers everything in a villain <laughs> manner. It's just like, it's just like hey, yeah. you know what I'd do? Yeah. I'd wear a seatbelt every time I go in a car. If I were you, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? You should really get that uh, injection for shingles. It's he not seems fu- a fun disease. Kilmer plays him as if he's on the spectrum before that was a thing. There's a scene where he goes to, to commiserate with with uh, with Tom Cruise's character after Goose dies. Yeah, and he can't look at him. He has to look up in the air to say to say he's sorry. Yeah, it's it's a oddly played. I mean, it's not oddly played, but it's an interestingly played sequence because sure. it's showing. That this person has trouble connecting to other people that he has, which would you know, which would work with what? He, yeah, that's actually an interesting storyline. Yeah, but it seems like he's. But it's just, not really played out. It's just yeah, sort of in there. They're playing him like he's a villain. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, Maverick, 
measure twice, cut once. <laughs> like, oh, I'll show you. I'll just, I'll just uh, wing it. I mean, he's only a villain in the sense that he's not a villain, though. But he's only a villain in the sense that he is that he and Maverick both want the same thing. Okay, that's it. And then if you get it, what's the you get on yeah, the you board? Get your name on the board. You get the name on the board. That's, that's pretty. Worth, that's pretty that's great. Worth risking lives. Okay, fair enough. All that's right. pretty great, though. Right. So, so, so it's it's a matter of ego, really, to get. But on it's there. not. It's not. I mean, we there is a sequence where Iceman's fl- they're flying. Yeah. Maverick is a wingman. Iceman is is lead, and Iceman will not shoot, even though he has the shot. Mm. He keeps putting it off, putting it off, and then and then he has to give he has to give up because he's lost the opportunity. Sure. And he flies off, and that's when the jet wash happens. So he flies off, and and Maverick ends up in his jet wash and and loses control of his plane because the jet wash is like a vacuum, and it tur- it affects the engine. So who's responsible for the jet wash? Like it seems like when Iceman. But they talk about it afterwards and say there was well, no, no one. Yeah, no one's no responsible. One no one's yeah. responsible. Yeah, because you can't help it. Like Iceman had to had to duck out sure. because he had he had lost his opportunity. Maverick had a chance, but when he did it, unfortunately. You know, he created the situation where it put uh, Maverick into a spin, and then Goose died. And the most terribly filmed, uh, bat, you know, like, like is that the best they could do to have someone like show someone like clunking their head on a on the on the the plexiglass as it comes off? Like, okay, when they... let me just okay. I want to just do the moral thing, and then I want to get into how Goose died. So the mor- so the moral. Let's just get in whatever the moral is. So the moral is. Um, uh, you know, you shouldn't take chances. Everyone's saying you shouldn't. You buy the book is what you should be. Be like ice. Ice is the way you should be. Yeah. And he's like, no, you've got to take a chance and you got to do this thing. And then by the end, he does take a chance. And the thing is, you should take chances. And so yeah. the thing is, you should overcome your fear and take chances. Yeah. And that's how you become the best. And then, okay. And then when you've overcome your fear, and then you give the opportunity, you immediately leave and go to, the, to Top Gun Academy. And that feels like like a really weird ending to it as well because okay he's overcome his fear yeah he can I'm, do anything he can you know he's and then he's like okay I'm leaving well, what is to teach to teach yeah he doesn't seem like he'd be a good teacher I well doesn't seem like a good like I'm gonna be the best seems teacher like, like this is not his personality I mean it's fine if you want to be a teacher but that's something you should be doing later in your career not after you've overcome and you've proved yourself in combat yeah and now you're now you're just leaving it yeah. like. Okay. I don't think any sense to me. Let's get into the uh, irony of, uh, of of Goose's death. Um, the irony? Is there an ironic death? Yes, very okay. much so. Okay, first of all, we meet... It's set uh, up pretty well. A little early, little early on, we meet uh, Meg Ryan. We go, like, an early An early uh, appearance Goose's by wife. Meg Ryan. Yeah. We go like, oh, good for Meg Ryan. She does well later in life. Good for her. And, uh, and they... Um, so, okay, once again, we need to show... Uh, Goose, who is also very all over Tom Cruise and, you know, best best of everything yeah, and yeah. have a very tight relationship. But Goose has to like the ladies. We gotta we gotta make sure Goose likes the ladies. So Goose is in love with his wife. Gosh damn it, he loves his wife so much you can't even believe his wife how much he loves her. Yeah, a little peck on the cheek, like, whatever. And then later on, there's a thing about like, hey, have sex with me. You bet I will, baby. We're gonna have some good sex later. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is great. They're they're I I believe it. The tension again, so so much there with Meg, to the point where like you know uh, later on, like she's sitting with uh, Kelly McGillis and talking about how uh, you know Goose does nothing but talk about Tom Cruise, <laughs> all the ladies Tom Cruise has, all his sexual adventures. Just tells boy, that's everything a wife wants to hear. Uh, boy, yeah, talk more about that guy and tell me really get into the details of the ladies that he uh, that he likes anyway uh 
So there's a scene before he passes away. Yeah. Um, where he's there with his son, uh, Rooster. I believe. Is that his name? Well, the reason I know Rooster is because Rooster is a main character in the next movie. So uh, so he's there with Rooster and he's sitting at a bar uh, playing piano. And by the way, I've been in that bar so many times. Why? Where's that bar? That's in San Diego. It's like right next to the hotel I usually stay oh, in. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, it gets to be 10. What's open? This place. It's a barbecue place. Okay. I've been there so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so he's just singing, uh, you shake my nerves and you rattle my brains. Yeah. Too much love drives a man insane. Okay, that's great. And it gets to Great Balls of Fire, and, and there you go. And then they sing that again. Like, they don't move on to the next. Yeah. Because there's more song than that. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise comes along. Yeah. And they sing that again one more time. The start of, you shake my nerves and you rattle my brains. And then it's like, uh, okay, next scene. Well, his nerves are shaken. And he smashes his head, and his brains are rattled, and he dies. I'm like, oh, "Oh, you predicted uh, your own death with that song. There you go. Very good. Is that irony? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but when I was Foreshadowing. I guess it's foreshadowing. Well, it it gets to a point where, like, why is he singing the same thing three (laughs) times at least? Like, he may sing it four. Yeah. You know, it's quite quite a thing. Anyway, Goose dies. And uh, that was shocking, by the way, when I was, like, when it was the 80s and the girls in the room were... (gasps) And they were like, oh, they had strong feelings for Goose. Yeah, they're yeah. good buddies. He was a he was a good guy. He was a good friend. Yeah, he was to, the BJ uh, Honeycutt to uh to 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 his Hawkeye Pierce. Okay. If you want an even older reference. Sure. There you go. You want you want to have that kind of goose guy there. <laughs> and then and then when when uh you know uh you have the kid and the kid's sitting there and the kid's sad because dad died and Meg Ryan's there, and Meg Ryan has to take the time to comfort Tom Cruise. You know, not him comforting her husband who died. Also, the kid's there. Maybe a word. Maybe a little something. Maybe how's the kid doing? Maybe yeah. mom wants to talk, say something to the kid. Nope, the kid's just there staring, thousand mile stare. Well, we got to deal with Tom Cruise's problems yeah. right now, yeah. kid. This isn't this isn't about you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if the kid had a word in this movie. Like, there's a point where they're earlier. They're they're trying to get the kid to sing along to the song, and he's just sitting there. <laughs> You know, they didn't want to pay like him he's any. a doll that hasn't to come to life yet. This is a featured extra. Yeah, no word, no words from you, Sonny. You know, it's 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 the thing you do in a movie where like a character dies in order to give growth, you know, or a challenge to your main character. I think it's more of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then he does, you know, grow because he mm. because he's uh, very little, but yes, yeah, he's got uh, he's got Goose's dog tags. Yeah. He's given Goose's dog tags. And he's always looking at Goose's dog tags. Yeah. To 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 later on when he's like kind of overcome to everything and he just hucks them into the sea. Yeah. I'm like maybe the kid would like those. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I think that seems like a waste. Yeah, you know, old lady from Titanic. Maybe you don't want to be chucking that into the into the ocean. It's not all about you, but it is all about him. This is this is an '80s thing of just like it's all about me. Yeah. And if you're watching this movie. You're projecting yourself onto the Tom Cruise character and just like, yeah, I'd be the best of the best. And it is all about it. And it's all, <laughs> I every, guess that's what you The are. only time things matter are when people are praising him. Mm. That's the only time it matters. No one else matters at all. And the only time someone's a villain is when they're uh, not even just like saying bad things about him, but giving him advice. Like giving him good advice is yeah. like, you're the villain now for like, you know, giving me this advice. And not to get too po- political here, but. This is kind of, you know, the the trumpiness of, of everything. It's just like, no, it's all about this one person. I'm the only person who can do it. Mm. Uh, if you give me advice, that's an insult to me. 
and uh, and I like the pretty ladies, and they like me, and look at all this tension we've got between us. It's like you know, I figured I, th- I feel like Trump wants to be a uh, you know, hero in an '80s movie and is actually a villain in a '90s movie. But you know, this is that kind of arrogant. Yeah. Even like a Ghostbustery thing. This is a Bill Murray. He's the coolest guy in the room, and no one else friggin' matters. Sure, sure. You know, that's it's just very much of the time. To be honest with you, that that was the one aspect of the movie that I actually enjoyed was that hyper masculinity of it, just because it's mm-hmm. so it's so odd. And I'm kind of I'm and I'm fascinated by it as someone who's not hyper masculine. Yeah, um, I find it very interesting. Like I find that jockiness really interesting and. You know, it's just, it's funny when you talk about like them in the locker room, and I just remember being in, you know in high school, you know after and I, gym after gym well, I took men's fitness, so I was in a, a men's only fitness class, and you know I showered after class, sure as one does, and it was just interesting to watch all the interplay between these very hyper masculine mm-hmm. young men who you know love to tease each other and make a big you know it's 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 just so strange. I don't quite understand the that it's it's a weird almost like a it's almost like you are going to the edge of a cliff but you're not jumping off it love you man no i love you you don't know how much i love you, you know kind of weird stuff like that you know where they really yeah. they want to go they want to go this far and then step back step back yeah you know? they don't know where that edge is there's a weird and, yeah it's a, it's a weird thing i mean this in this movie you've got the guys like uh, reaching over uh, <laughs> yes. each other's shoulders and just going yeah. and this has given me a hard on that's right that's right there's a weird physicality and a teasiness, and it's very strange. I mean, partly... I mean, they never have a scene where they're all showering together and having a conversation. We can't yeah. cross that line. And one thing we should point out... just have had uh, that shower. But one thing we should point out is these guys are all young men mm-hmm. who are sexually inexperienced, who are, you know, despite all their bravado and their boasting and stuff like that, yeah. half of what they're saying is nonsense and just garbage. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's more it's more about them, like, just not knowing what to what's going on which 100 you know. percent seems like a more interesting movie to sure. me now yeah yeah <laughs> but but back then no it was just taken as yeah, yeah. what it is yeah yeah it's it's interesting i mean uh i actually stopped enjoying the movie when he lost his confidence and just became this kind of like nothing but but they and set that up like, with cougar so you had to have that be him i, later. I guess i guess but it just yeah it, it, it was too and it was done too quickly as well it did happen like immediate it's and like, it was a full happens, fall. It yes. happens and then it's just like, and then the change back is done really quickly as well. So suddenly sure. he goes from like no confidence to like taking out three jets okay. in a dogfight and then he quits and goes back to, goes to teach. Well, like, whoa, okay, this is a real roller coaster. What, uh, hmm. yeah, what, so if you take out uh, him losing his confidence, what is, would you replace it with? Otherwise, it's just a journey of success, success, success. Oh, success. no, no, I, I agree but with what you. But do you, what do you, I'm just saying, there's nothing in the movie that I enjoyed really about it, except for the, the brashness of these characters and, and all their like hyper masculinity and their, their showboating and stuff like that. That was the only thing that was interesting to me about it. Mm-hmm. So you take that out, and then I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just watch what's happening. Yeah, I am glad that it never got to a point where, they and you know got into a fight or anything yeah like yeah. it was just they're professional it was just them well 
they <laughs> they don't want to get kicked out, and I, yeah. I think they know it's a, it's a military thing. You go sure. to a certain level, and then you've got yeah. to stop. Yeah, because uh, because yeah, if you throw a punch, you're out, and then that's the end of you. Mm. So you don't want to do that. So they have to like be you know shirtless, chest to chest, looking at each other, giving each other sexy smiles, wiggling their eyebrows, and then saying things, which again are normally not even a bad thing. It's all just like. You know, listen, I just don't feel I can trust you up there. Yeah. You're not reliable. Ooh. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, if someone tells you they can't trust you, yeah. uh, listen to that because it's very important that they uh, they trust you. And the only person that trusts you is Goose, you know. By the way, look, of all the names, hmm? Goose, like everyone else has a super cool name. And then well, were, were you like late that day? You know, when you look at the end and see all of the nicknames, yeah. like even the even the teachers are like Jester. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Jester is that great. Wolfman. Wolfman's pretty good. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there I, are some. I good wanted ones. to do a quiz uh, afterwards and just say, you know, I'm going to give you a list of names. Tell me if these are characters in Top Gun or Transformers. <laughs> that would be difficult for me, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Optimus Prime, Top Gun. Wrong? Real Jack. <laughs> Top jazz. Gun. Jazz. Where's Jazz? Is Jazz a Top Transformer? Or a tra- <laughs> I'm just going to keep guessing. Well, what I thought was fascinating was if you, when you watch the credit sequence, was you got the names of the, 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 like the actor pilots. Yes. The Mer- Merlin and, and all. Because I, I fascinated by Merlin because it was Tim Robbins was Merlin. Yeah. And, you know, Cougar and, and Jester and, and Viper. And then you got the, actual, the names of the actual pilots. And they were all just like boring like their names are based on their names, so there's like a guy who's who, whose last name was like Sobeski or whatever, and he's just Sob. Yep. Joe Sob Sobeski. You know, like that's that's real nicknaming right there. No one no one spends that much time like pl- like figuring out exactly yeah. your personality type. You know, what nickname are you? Let's let's do a BuzzFeed quiz and we'll figure that's out. What, that's what, what I thought. Like you. I really felt when I saw all the names that you know there yeah. was a little quiz afterwards, and it is yeah. the Wu Tang name generator. <laughs> it's like, what do you got? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they had to have the journey, and the journey is that he loses his confidence. Okay. And and we 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 do have the thing about his dad because that's the only thing I think you can have when you're when you're that hyper masculine. Yeah. What do you care about? Yeah. Not what happened mom. to my yeah. old man? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Oh, uh, I I knew him, and here's what happened to him. Oh, that really resolved a lot of issues for me. Thanks, Tom Skerritt. Uh, who is now my surrogate dad, I guess. This yeah. is kind of what it is. Fair enough. Well, that's another weird thing in that sequence is when he goes to Tom Skerritt's house, which we've never seen before, and he gets a hug from Tom Skerritt's wife like she knows him. And there's this real familiarity. You're like, well, this is weird because we have never seen these people before. Why are there, yeah. why is there all this, why is she giving him a hug? And why is there this, this familiar? And then you find out, yeah. Because she knew, because the dad. I guess, but no. He, I mean, the picture's on the wall. She knows. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is the son of the guy who did the thing. So. Is that a thing? Do people like if they know your dad, they give you a hug? I think if it's that important that you put the guy on the wall, okay. you know. I, look, okay. I think I think this is the thing too. Is like she's she's the wife. Yeah. And in this hyper masculine world, the wife is love and support and home yeah what can she do she can bake you something and she can she can hug you these are the things then she's got to go take care of the kids because this is what she's got to do and by the way if if someone dies she will tend to you before her child because this is how it goes um yeah i just liked how much uh, tom scarrett really enjoyed like uh photos on his wall boy he had like a whole bunch of stuff like i get that you know think who's it's my dad yeah here's the story okay i would like go back and like 
who are the rest of these guys? You seem to have like a lot of good stories. What's what's up? Yeah. I would have liked to see a little bit more between those two, but it's like, nope, they're both just cool. They're just really cool. It is, about, a, it is a cool movie. It's cool. It's very cool. This is a, this is a movie from a time when, when cool was still a thing. Right. It still mattered if well, you were cool. I think it defined cool in a certain way. Like before before this, the 70s were conflicted cool. You look at something like, say, say Saturday Night Fever. Okay, and so John Travolta in that is cool. Like the the opening scene, you see him strutting down the street. Yeah. That guy's cool. Mm. Couldn't be more cool. But then he's really conflicted and messed up, and you know it's you know has a lot of uh, stuff again, to deal with. A movie I've never seen. You've never seen it? No. Well, there's two there's two versions. There's a version that uh, most people have seen, which is the television version. Okay. And then there's the R rated version, which is the movie version. Uh. And that. Let me just say that fucker's dark, really, really dark. Huh. Like it is, it is not the movie that you think it is. Mm. And you go like, "There's a guy who just wants to dance," or it's not the movie that, if for some reason you ever saw *Staying Alive*, the sequel, it is. There's no connection there aside from the main character being the main character. Huh. But yeah, if you had a cool character in a movie, they would be conflicted and messed up. Mm. I mean, even in the '60s, something yeah, like yeah. *The Graduate*. You know, sure. uh, uh, that, well, I know, and that's cool. all about conflict. But like, if he's cool, you were supposed to, you know, or Easy Rider, sure, you know, yeah, yeah, what, what have you? This was one of the first characters that was. He's just he's Tom Cruise cool, mm. and this is the kind of thing that he would then be able to ride into other movies like a Mission Impossible later, and just go, yeah, this guy, wow, this guy has it together, and if he's sad, he's going to be sad for a short period of time. Shake it off, get it together. And then just kick a lot of ass at the end. Mm. And and that kind of defined Tom Cruise. Because we want that. Sure. We want to think that about ourselves. Like if we run into a bit of trouble, we'll uh, walk it off. And uh, there we go. We don't want to, mm. you know, be 70s depressed. It's, it, it, it's interesting that Tom Cruise's movie character is a lot different now. His movie persona is a lot different. Like especially in the Mission Impossible films where he's just someone who's really just trying to do the right thing. But, you know, is just having to like improvise his way through all these situations and he never there's never a sense of cool there's always just a feeling like you don't think he's very cool in the uh, mission impossible movies? no i don't think he's cool um i'm gonna disagree i'm okay. gonna go i'm just gonna take you to uh let's go mission impossible 4 i think it is the opening scene where he's in the jail okay and so you oh, know he's playing with the the cgi ball and that's stuff. right he's playing with the cgi ball he's yeah. doing his uh, you know he's he's doing his great escape yeah and then you know he's he, he, the riot happens he steps out and he's cool as a cucumber like he's just walking out and you know if he okay. has to fight someone he just takes them all out i think he he looks up at uh, at uh, Simon Pegg's character through the camera, and he's just calmly telling him, "We're gonna do this." And Simon Pegg's, "No, we're not." And like, "Hey, we're going to." And he's like, "I better, I better do this because this guy's so cool." Gets the guy, does all the cool stuff, and then it's uh, lighted up. We have the fuse lit, and then we start the Mission Impossible yeah. theme. That's Tom Cruise. I don't know. Like, think about the scene in the hospital when he he escapes the policeman who comes to arrest him. Okay, and the policeman finds him just standing on the ledge. Obviously. Been there for a while. Sure. Because he doesn't know what to do. Because it really is bad. That one is really, really yeah. bad. And he just kind of gives him a look like, well, I don't know. And then he just kind of jumps. Right. But he, and hopes for the best. That scene works because I don't know you've if that's seen cool. Tom. But no. You've, that scene works later because we've seen Tom Cruise super cool earlier. Okay. The opening scene is always something like him grabbing a plane and being taken away by the plane. And it's like, whoa, pretty cool. So that later, <laughs> we can't just. Once have again, him I don't be- feel like that's cool. I feel like that's just like, like hapless. Really? Yeah. Him going up with a with a plane and yeah. like mm, that's not okay. his plan. Like he didn't plan to do that. It just 
because well, cool every, isn't a because plan. nothing's working for him. He's in this situation. The cool cool isn't a plan. Cool is uh, being able to adjust immediately to the I will, conflict. I'll give you that he's cool in one movie, and I think that's why it, it doesn't work very well as a film. And that's Mission Impossible Two, hmm. where there's a lot of cool scenes in it where he's you know the the car ballet sequence where they're sliding together and stuff. And there's lots of cool in that movie, and I mm-hmm. but I feel like that's one of the reasons that film isn't as successful as a as a Mission Impossible film. Like to me, to you me, don't get a sense of. You know, like in Mission Impossible 3, where he's running, you know, 16 blocks to get somewhere. I mean, he's just desperate. There's no coolness there. There's absolute just fear but and panic and desperation. But he never breaks stride. Like, he, he, he can do the thing, you know. But you've got to you yeah, gotta yeah. show he's, that it's a little bit hard. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. It's just that what he's doing, he's just, you know, it's always just on the verge of disaster. I mean, that's but it the never, whole purpose of the fourth But it never film. is. Like... You know, you've got again, that's, work, you've the, got that scene where he is being taken up in the plane, and he's like on the outside of the plane. Yeah, and I believe the Simon Pegg character—I forget who who uh, who says it to him—but just like you know, what's he doing? And Simon Pegg just goes, "I find it's best not to, uh, you know, <laughs> something like that. Best not to check into this, or just yeah, like yeah. he'll get it done. Yeah, like I know I've seen this before. He's going to get it done. It's going to be all right. Sure. You know, so that's what they know about Tom Cruise. <laughs> like he's going to struggle, but he's going to get it done, and yeah, he's yeah. going to save the day, and it's all going to okay. be—it's all going to be fine." He, you know, you see him with uh, going into a fight with Henry Cavill, and you don't go, "Well, he's dead." That tiny man will not. Uh, yeah, you do kind of think that. That's the no, you don't. You think this is going to be really hard you for see, him? You, well, it'd be hard, but yeah. you don't think he's. he's no, no, you don't think he's lose. out of it because you know he's. You know he's Tom he, Cruise. Not that he's Tom Cruise. You know that he is. But he Ethan is Tom Hunt. Cruise. But you know that he's Ethan I think Hunt. I think Ethan Hunt is Ethan Hunt because Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise to us. Mm. You know, when you have a movie like Born on the Fourth of July, why that movie is so impactful is because we're used to seeing Tom Cruise as a maverick type guy. Yeah, he is the he is the guy in the military who it all works out for, mm-hmm. and he's great. So when you see like he's in a wheelchair, geez, you know it's it's especially like. You know, uh, it takes you it takes you back, and why he can do twists on his stereotypical character, sure. which is the guy who who's very handsome, flashes the smile, it's very charming, and can kick a lot of ass. Even though, again, he's a little tiny man, which is not bad to be small, but like you could play it that way. If mm. it's like, well, this guy doesn't have a shot, but no, you think through his pure confidence and bravado, yeah, he will be able to save the day, and he almost always does in the movies. He's it's got. it's interesting in uh, Top Gun that he is paired with Anthony. Edwards. Is that his name Anthony yeah, Edwards? From Revenge of the Nerds. And ER. Who is very... Wasn't in ER yet. You knew who, him from Revenge of the Nerds. I never, I never saw that movie either. Okay, but people knew him from sure. Revenge of the Nerds. Sure. He, um... And I still haven't seen that movie. He, yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, I don't need to. He is very tall to Tom Cruise. It's interesting. They never... They never do anything like, you know, like weird, like having Tom Cruise stand in a box while Anthony Edwards stands in a ditch, you know, to try and even up their heights. There are scenes where Anthony Edwards is like leaning on a, like a bar. He'll be sure. like leaning. Over. But that's more for shot composition because you can't, yeah. you can't have the camera like hey, with Tom Edwards. Cruise's head on the bottom and Anthony Edwards at the top Maybe of the screen. Maybe it's best that you sit and play the piano for this scene, Anthony yeah. Edwards. Maybe yeah. that's a good idea. And then again, they're always like sitting in the plane. So that evens things out. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when they're standing in, in situations where they're just standing, they're the height difference difference is quite it's there for you to see like when they're being dressed down by the by the the 
captain on the, on the aircraft carrier, they're just standing beside each other, and you can see that Tom Cruise reaches Goose's shoulders. You know. So does the hypermasculine thing? Does it work for you because it's a, a novelty in this day and age as well? And like, yeah, for sure. You just don't see this kind of thing. I think it still exists. I mean, you got a movie I like think it still exists. I'll, I'll throw this movie out, Three Hundred, which again I didn't see the whole thing, <laughs> but that's a movie of again about a bunch of greased up guys in a yeah, very yeah. macho culture fighting. About, I mean, they don't do well uh, in the end. They do well until they don't do well. Um, I will say, like, I left at about 100, and I went, like, I don't need to see all 300 uh, happen. Uh, but, yeah, that kind of – that's, I think, the only way you could do that kind of movie now is, you know, the uh, – is, is to set it in the past and mm. have it be about, you know, warriors. You know, grease them up. But they still they, don't do a lot of yeah. uh, gay jokes to each other because that is very – that is very, you know. Actually, here's the thing about that: like all the all the kind of light flirting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, at no point does anyone use a homophobic slur. At no, no point does anyone cross that kind of line. Yeah. And Lord Almighty, find me an '80s movie that doesn't do that. Like, yeah. You know, Bill well, and think, Ted's Excellent Adventure does Sims, it. For I think Tom Simpson was gay, right? Oh, I don't know. I think he was. I'm, I don't. I, I don't want to. Th- once again, I'm not going to swear, swear on it, but I believe that he was gay. So um, maybe that kind of lent, uh, you know, a little bit more, like this kind of took away that, right. that element from the film. Like, he, you know, he's kind of like, I don't want that. And that's, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff. The guys, well, you know, have you ever heard guys talk in a locker room? No, no, you can keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> that is so common. They do feel like they That's have so it both ways there where they mm-hmm. can take it to the edge and then nobody at any point goes, Hey, like they're all they're all fine with as far as that yeah, yeah. kind of thing goes. Yeah, I mean, except of course Tom Cruise, who has none of that. There's no there's no point where like Tom Cruise says anything no. you know that uh, that would no. imply that he is uh, you know effeminate in any way or uh, no one you know he doesn't call anyone a lady's name or anything like that yeah. or say I've got a hard on for this like he's none of, none yeah. of that business. For yeah, but Tom either Cruise. does Iceman. I think the 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 doesn't kind of, he. No, it's his friend who's more, more his, kind of leans on. His friend is really, yeah, kind of drapes really himself all over it. him. Yeah. They're and, basically like goose and, and goose, goose and him. Yeah, 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 they're like the two. They're they kind of play off in that sense. Whereas the Iceman and because Iceman is too too much of an Iceman to be to be that way, and then Tom Cruise's character Maverick is too much of a Maverick to be that way. Right. I did like, by the way, the I like um, that they they like right. their names or their characters. Sure, the bald guy <laughs> off the top and, and uh, yeah, who's setting him off. I was like, where is he from? And then it's like, he's the guy from Back to the Future who calls uh, Michael J. Fox slacker. Oh, okay. That's, that's who that guy is. Okay. Like, uh, he's done a, uh, a lot guy. of stuff. That guy is a real... Yeah. And again, uh, he was very well misted as well. There was mm. a, that was a very sweaty, Well, they're in sweaty. the Indian Ocean. I imagine it's very, very hot there. Right. Now, here's the thing. If you're, uh, if you're a lady and you're, uh, you're in a bar... And a guy comes up to you and starts singing, you've lost that love and feeling. Really? Off key and Off loudly. Key. It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Sure. But like, okay, that's fine. And then like another guy comes up and it joins in and like, well. That actually look made at it, that, that took the edge off of that, that thing for me. Sure, sure. And then it looks, you know, it's like, well, I got a bar behind me. How do I get out of this? And then every military man in the place surrounds her and it's just yeah. singing directly at her. Yeah. And it's like. They got oh. his back. They got his back, man. They got, they sure do. They Even if back. they joke around with him, they've got his back and yeah. here it goes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is a rough Go for her. This is a tough. <laughs> oh boy, you know. And then you do have a lot of stuff that you would not have nowadays, which is she goes into the women's room. Tom Cruise comes in after her. Yeah, uh, she goes to leave. He's like trying to stop her from leaving. Like, oh boy, nope, 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 not now. Nope, nope, nope. That's right. Can't uh, can't at all do that. Nope, 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 nope. 
but then of course she's uh, she's a genius and she's really into him, so everything's fine. It's all cool. <laughs> and then they've got such amazing chemistry, and she knows about it as a brilliant scientist. She knows chemistry. <laughs> is she a scientist? She was. Uh, she's so like a strategist, isn't strategist she? Strategist, something. Yeah. Anyway, she's. She, I'm sure she's a doctor, but they never use that. I guess. Well, maybe she's like an engineer because she's talking about the the specs on the the MiG two twenty. She really wants to know about them specs. She does because she's surprised to learn that they could do a four mock. Something or other. <laughs> I don't know what it could do. So why doesn't he let her know about that? What's the thing? Is it because it's a secret? She says she's got top security clearance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She works, I guess, I she guess, works for the military. Yeah. Her knowing this mm. would be helpful to national security. Yeah. There's no reason to not tell her. Sure. Uh, but he decides uh, maybe, not to tell maybe her. There, except maybe there is. I don't really know. I don't know how how information, how much information you can give other yeah. other. You don't people. know it. And it's because... They don't tell it. Yeah. So yeah. the way it comes across is, oh, if you're not interested just in kinda, having sex yeah. with me and you just want to know this stuff for military reasons and to help save America, so long, sister. Yeah. None of that for me. I'm not interested in helping the country. Bye. Don't need that. So, uh, so you know, it takes off. But yeah, she says she's got like top security clearance. Yeah, she should yeah. be able to like find, know this stuff. I know. Me. It's weird. Yeah. It is a strange sequence. I, I will agree with you. Do you know what it really is? It's like... It's this one not, more part of this movie because, where you went... Because <sighs> she is uh, the goal. Like, she is the, uh, you know, uh, them to be a couple is the goal. Her her job in sure. no way matters yeah. at all to him and to anybody. And it doesn't. She's just that. That's what she is. She's there to ask him out. Good. He won. Good. Good. You know, he didn't crash and burn. Good. All right. That's fine. He can then, you know, tell the fellas later, you know, that they're they're a couple. That's great. And that's the only thing that she is. That's she's as important as Meg Ryan. You know. Mm. That's all. It's yeah, fine. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, he's not here to defend this movie. I didn't like it at all. I. Yeah. I'm sorry that I watched it. I I I liked my life before Top Gun. Like I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed not having seen this movie. I enjoyed people at work going, "You haven't seen Top Gun." I like I did, it mattered. I thought like the uh, I thought the flying sequences were were okay. I thought they they yep, they, they looked with you. they looked good. Um, I like the sequences on the aircraft carrier when they're showing all these all the support crew like making hand signals and stuff like yeah. that and and like and high fiving each other when the jets actually like landed. <laughs> I was thinking like, isn't that your job? Like I know they're doing a lot of that. Like, shouldn't you just be like, yep, another slap, one, slap, 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 yeah, slap, another slap, one, slap. another one landed, like not. Yeah. Yay, it landed. Let's give you... I mean, I know it's difficult. It, yeah. is, it is, like, really, really hard to land a yeah, jet they do, onto the, when a When one lands, carrier. they do that, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. shoulder, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, a little uh, arm pull. Um, to me, to me, it was, yeah, that, that those scenes were... Uh, the, the flight scenes, really good. and mm. looked good on HGTV. Sure. Uh, very pretty. Did you watch it on Amazon Prime? No, I, uh, I, I rented it. Oh, it was, it was available on Amazon Prime. Well, there's uh, four bucks I won't get back. <laughs> I'm going to write it off, though, because this is part of the show. That's um, true. By the way, everybody, uh, if four of you could just support us on Patreon for a dollar each for, uh, I don't know, four months, that would really help pay for that rental that I blew. Um, anyway. Uh, just specifically that. Our then pitch, cancel. Our then cancel. Is, this is on a strictly need. Cancel on a as, rental. As, as needed. 
yeah, but, basis. But to me, like, there was a bit of um, nostalgia. You know, it's like, it was cool seeing, like, oh, there's, oh, there's young, that yeah. person. There's Val mm-hmm. Kilmer. Oh, there's, oh, there's Tim Robbins. Good for him. Yeah. Before you saw him in more movies, and then you'd see, like, Jack Black in his movies, and then they move on from there. Uh, it's like, oh, that's fine. But I really did feel like this is just pornography. It's flight <laughs> pornography. It's all pornography. Sure. It's, that's it's a lot of movies, though. It's, it's, it's really on the edge of, I mean, it's not um 50 shades of gray yeah but it's it's very much like on the on the level of a rom- oh, i'm trying to think what it what they call it in oh boy i wish nina was around our friend nina matsumoto she'd know what it was and i'm sorry to bring you into this conversation nina but there's a thing in uh japanese manga where it's about uh fellas that uh, kiss oh okay and they don't really go much past that but it's just like it's i want to say it's yaoi it's called or something um but Yahweh? It, it's just it's mm. just guys that are really yeah. handsome and yeah. affectionate with each other. Sure. And they get into romances, but it's like it's so just surface, like so so surface. And they don't obviously go to that level. But I think if you're a teenage girl or a fella who likes the fellas, yeah. uh, or a fella who's just like likes this masculine culture, yeah. this is a movie that will work for you on multiple levels. And <laughs> you will just like it seemed like a safe environment where a bunch of guys can like take their shirts off. And uh, and flirt with each other in the locker room, and no one's gonna say anything bad. We're just gonna raise the tension, uh, do a lot of close face to face. You, oh, I don't trust you. Well, I don't and it's like I'm not gonna kiss you. I don't think you're yeah. gonna kiss me. Are you gonna kiss me? I don't know. You're gonna kiss me? I'm gonna Okay, well, as long as they're, as long as we're not touching, it's not what it is. I understand. I, I like ladies. Me too. I like a lady that. Uh, it's funny. I did not see it. And now I'm gonna go have a shower. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I. You didn't see even during the uh, even during the volleyball scene. No, I see that's the thing I've always heard about. Like that was always a joke. Uh, well, when I used to listen to the Jim Rome show, which okay. was a sports talk radio show, and that was like their default, you know, reference to that as being like homoerotic, sure, and having this, you know, and so I was like, oh, this would be interesting. I'd like to, you know, I, I want to see it? this playing, sequence. playing with the boys, playing with the, the boys, yeah, playing. Playing with the boys, and you've got three of the handsomest guys in the world, yeah. with their shirts off, yeah, uh, just doing just doing slow mo lunging it's for the not ball. Not slow mo though. Is there no, there's no slow mo. I don't remember. Oh, like that's what I expected. Slow-mo. I expected slow mo. Okay. I, ex- I was looking forward to this homoerotic sequence. I was like, oh, this is gonna be really fun to watch. And instead, it was done really fast. It was done kind of herky jerky, Tony Scott style. It was hard to tell who where the ball was and who was winning the yeah, game. I don't care. I don't think it's about where the ball was. And, but I'm just saying, like, it's not filmed in a way that's like coherent. <laughs> Who's got the ball? Yeah. What's the score, guys? That's what that's what I want to know. Like, you're playing a, a sports game. I'm interested in the game and I'm interested sure. in what's happening here. You know, because that's part of the storyline. And so then... I mean, you're a regular spike baller. We know that from yes, the Sticky I, Dragon yes, show. Yes, I am a regular I, spike whenever, baller. By the way, anytime that you talk about you and the guys from work yeah. uh, taking a break and playing spike ball, Some of us I are shirtless. Some of us are shirtless. Thing, yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is playing, playing, playing with the boys. boys. Like, I just... Yeah. I, that's that's how I picture mm-hmm. it. You're right. Okay. Only we're not... And then you none, stop and you turn to each the, other and go, I wish I could trust you in this game. None of the shirtless guys are quite a Tom Cruise, uh, Val, or Val Kilmer, Kilmer. Val Kilmer or other guy, uh, whatever his name was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's in a lot of stuff. Level. Because, you know, like... They that were, guy's a tank. They obviously did a little bit of... Oh, he's kind of skinny, actually. There's that one... Really? Where, yeah, where he like... He's a big He poses guy. and he pulls in his stomach and he's like... Oh, uh, okay. He's tall. He's lanky, but I don't think All he's right. like super... He's not like really like big. Um, but yeah, they obviously did some work... Some some body work before this uh, movie, mm-hmm. just to kind of get in tone and stuff like that, because you know. And then you add a little bit of like, 
you know, movie grease or whatever sprayed on their body. Sure. And, uh, you know, and it's been great Tom, diving into the sand and then having like bringing uh, like half of the beach up with you well, and having to get is, that washed this off. This is what and, I'm thinking. It's like, like I know it goes from there to uh, I got to go. Uh, I got to go to on this uh, date. And uh, Goose is, come on, we should play another game. Yeah, one more game. Come on. I understand, Goose. Goose is like, there's a rivalry there between yeah, Goose and yeah. Tom Cruise's uh, girlfriends. I'm like, I get it. We get it, Goose. Um, can we play him? Well, with we don't the want boys? to lose to Iceman and this other guy. playing with the boys. Anyway, so, so he goes. And again, as we said, he wants to take a shower. She won't let him take a shower, which yeah. you go like, mm-hmm. Either, either, <laughs> unless she just likes the smell of a guy, you know, maybe there's that sexy thing. But I just, yeah, kept thinking, He's covered in sand. Like he's really <laughs> itchy. Like that's not comfortable. That's not sexy sweat. That yeah, is yeah. sandy. He might have like a little crab or two on him. Like a I don't think of, he has crab. Couple on of him. couple of shells on his back. I don't think that. But yes, you know? he probably has a. He probably has half of the beach in his underwear. Yeah, like he's getting sand everywhere yeah. where he's walking. Like, well, I'm off to go have a shower, and then he leaves because she won't let him have a shower in yeah, his place. Yeah. It is, by the way, a weird thing uh, to come over to someone's place and go. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, can I just give me a second? I just want to go scrub my shower a little bit. Well, one or two, like, mm, okay, let me give you a towel that I'll never use again. Tom Cruise. Oh, I, well, that's not, a, you can wash a towel, but yeah. The idea of someone like unexpected going to use a, bath, a bathroom. I'm betting her shower's very clean. I, yes, I'm sure it is, but uh, it's the 1980s. Yeah. But like, I got to go and get my, my shower brush out and just do a little bit of quick, quick clean. On the floor because yeah, just get out the scrubbing bubbles. I think that's an '80s thing to do. You know, uh, you know, get your uh, tidy bowl and fix up the toilet and, yeah, uh, and yeah. get this going. Okay, so um, so you didn't care for it. Nope. You wouldn't recommend it. I'd nope. recommend it if you take it as, hey, you want to just watch uh, some flight and uh, uh, you know, just guys hanging out, kind of semi pornography. That's great. <laughs> if you're looking for like a romance. Uh, that's probably ain't the movie for you. That's uh, too stylistic. It's not a lot of heat. It's too the 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 sex sequence is way too stylized to to even feature humans. Yeah, again, it's robots or aliens it's learning too, how to. Yeah. Uh, it's two pieces of like, wood being pushed together. Yeah, it's from necessary. <laughs> and then the and then the ending is like uh, you know playing. Uh, you've lost that loving feeling on the on the jukebox mm. and. <laughs> The funny thing would be if you put played Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> that was the last time we were here. You know, technically, it's like a little tribute to it. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. It's like you've lost that loving feeling. And so there. Hey, remember that song from earlier? Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I do. This wraps up the movie quite well. And then, yeah, he says to um, Baldy McSlacker uh, guy, uh, you know, you got, you got your pick of uh, wherever you want to go or whatever you want to do. And then he turns and says, uh, I'm going to go uh, teach it. Uh, Top and uh, ah, it's like good. All right, well, he's uh, the it rebel just, has become the teacher. It felt yeah, but if that's because this... Tom Skerritt probably was a rebel in his day too. Sure he was. And this is and you know, sure he was. He's he's a damn good pilot. That's right. And the damn cycle pilot. just goes and it just keeps going and it just keeps going and it keeps going. I didn't like that though. I just felt like what should he have done? What would have been a better ending for you? Just end it at the. You've lost that loving feeling, and then that's the end of the movie. They uh, kiss and uh, oh, in a wheel well, awkward. That, nom, 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 nom. that part two of horses, the, yeah. two know, horses like uh, sharing like, an apple. The sideways kiss that we can see inside their mouths. Like yeah. what? Why is that? Tony Scott. He's using a stunt tongue. Uh, the talk to your brother uh, Ridley Scott. He knows what to do. I mean, the only reason that he goes back to Top Gun Academy in movie terms is so that he can reunite with the Kelly McGillis character, who in the film. Has gone to Washington mm. to pursue uh, her career. Sure, and has, you know her place is for sale. She's gone, 
And that's how that should be. Like they shouldn't get back together. Yeah. Because it's hyper masculine world. You don't need they don't need chicks. You need guys. And so yeah, the movie should end with him like like the high five and on the on the deck. Like that should be where the movie mm. ends because that's his victory right there. Right. It's not about him getting together with a girl because that's that's no victory that we've been uh, yeah, that's, that's been set up in the film. Uh, necessary thing just to take the edge off the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're set up for that. He's supposed to get his name on the plaque, which he doesn't. But we get to see him in a dogfight where he bests Iceman. Sure. You know, and he Ice, earns his respect. He earns Iceman's respect, and he and he, you know, and he does a better job than Iceman. So we see that he's a better pilot than Iceman. So Iceman's name on that plaque is meaningless because we know who the better pilot is. Right. It's Maverick. It's obvious. And the movie should end there when they get come onto the deck. Make his piece about Goose, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it makes his piece." And Goose belong in the ocean. Splash. <laughs> I think thing. it's more a way of, of like a physical letting go. Sure. Like Tom Skerritt says, you have to let him go. Yeah. You know, like you can't dwell. Which is true. I mean, it's it's true in sports. It's true. I'm sure it's true in 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 uh, in a place like like fight being a fighter pilot. Tom Cruise says himself, "If you think you're dead, sure, it's all about instinct, and that's the same with sports. It's all about instinct. And if you have something that's making you think that's holding you back, you need to get past." Now, that. here's the thing that I would find, and like again, they've got the next movie coming up and whatever. Um, but uh, then it makes sense for him to be at Top Gun Academy because right. it's so much in the future. And as I said to you last night. What they should have do, do is just remake Top Gun, only give Tom Cruise a Tom Skerritt role. You might be have... doing that in the next one. Because the next one, the gist of it's supposed to be that uh, Rooster is Cogburn. now... is uh, No, just Rooster oh. for, that we've seen who is like basically silent in this movie. Yeah. Um, Isn't it funny that it's Goose and then Rooster? Oh, that's yeah, pretty... Hilarious. Pretty funny. Uh, so that joke laid an egg. So... Huh. Do you, do you get your name when you're a kid <laughs> and you right. have to grow into it? For the rest oh, of your life. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, Ducklin. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's in Top Gun, and so uh, he's uh, you know trying to. Uh, Tom Cruise is worried that he's going to make the same mistakes Goose did, or something, oh, okay. or whatever. But I feel like what mistakes Tom, did Goose make? Uh, you know, trusting Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, but it, what, what, Tom Cruise was at no fault in that. I either. don't know. We're gonna have to. Well, I mean, they're both they're both doing a dangerous that, job that where death is a is a possibility at all times. Sure. And but what's Tom Cruise going to teach? Like, if the whole thing is potions. Uh, what potions? Oh, is he master of the dark arts? <laughs> yeah, you got your choice of any job. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go work at Hogwarts. What? <laughs> you said any that's, job. That's the ending. You, you said need. any job. You're a wizard, Maverick. Defense against the dark arts. And then the owl comes in, <laughs> shoots down the owl. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. We should have ended with him going to Hogwarts. But, but hey, what do you, what do you guys think out there? Yeah, uh, we uh, that was just our ramblings about this movie. That you're like, what? Why'd you see that movie? Well, that's we saw it. We saw it. Dave hadn't seen it. Now yeah. he's seen it. Now I've seen it. Uh, now I'm probably gonna have to see a movie that I haven't seen. That I'm like, I don't know, see. But there we go. But what did you think of to- of, of Top Gun? Uh, did you did you see it back in the day when it came out? Did you see it like in in a theater? Did you see it on video? Did you see it on DVD? At what point did you see it? And uh, did you see it with a group? How how did they think? Uh, did you like it? 
uh, tell us some more. And and also, how would you fix it? Does it hold up in today's world? Or is it just, eh, it's a relic from the past? Um, let us know. Uh, we're at SneakyDragon.com. That's our website. Uh, for our other podcasts, the Sneaky Dragon podcast, where we just talk about basically everything and anything. Um, and you can uh, go there, and uh, we've got uh, all the episodes. And if you click on one, there's a message board that appears underneath. What? And that's where you post a thing. Huh? And then uh, we'll talk back to you. Who? Us. That's what we'll do. If you like doing uh, email, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Dave is quietly opening a piece yeah. of candy. It's not working very well. That's okay. Yeah, what was the deal when the guy like whispered to Tom Cruise and that music uh, played? Huh? Uh, if you go on Twitter, we're uh, sneaky underscore dragon, and we're in Tumblr, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. We're probably on other things too. We're on Instagram under our own names, uh, David uh, uh, Dedrick and uh, Ian Boothby, and we uh, do that kind of thing uh, there. You can just see us there. We're not talking about Tom Cruise there, though. <laughs> so probably other places are better. What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? My favorite Tom Cruise movie. Oh, probably the Mission Impossible franchise, I guess. Yeah, I go to Mission Impossible Four specifically. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie's script in that is very good. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sets up the the next three films for sure. With the breakdown in the the technology, it's good. Yes, I agree. Uh, so hey, uh, we uh, next time we'll probably be back with a more modern movie, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We don't know. We decide this on the fly. We do. This is a new podcast. Like two days uh, before. <laughs> if you want to listen to uh, old podcasts of ours, again, as I mentioned, we've got the Sneaky Dragon podcast, but we've got others uh, that we have done as well. Let me tell you just briefly what those are. Uh, we went through every Marx Brothers movie on a show called Full Marks. Oh. And we talked about that. Dave, uh, you know, uh, breaks down uh, the history of uh, the uh, Marx Brothers, and then we uh, go through an individual movie. We did the we did that with uh, music as well, and completely Beatles. Went through every Beatles uh, song, every That's album, true. album by album. We did that with Tin Tin for crying out loud! Holy cow, we've done a bunch of this stuff. Hmm. Anyway, and that's all available for free on the Sneaky Dragon site. As I mentioned, we've got a Patreon account there if you want to throw us a couple of bucks. Uh, keeps the lights on, keeps us in video rentals and popcorn. Dave likes <laughs> a big popcorn when he goes to the movie. I do. And uh, you don't want him to be watching a movie without that. With butter. Not Don't make him have the golden topping. For crying out loud. <laughs> you know? And he wants a Coke, not an RC Cola. Hmm. I don't even know. RC Cola. I don't think I've ever had one. You never had a Royal Crown Cola? No. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk. <laughs> I think it's only available in the states, though, right? No, no. You can get it in New Westminster. Oh, okay. Yeah, in New Westminster. Oh, because it's Royal City. I, maybe that is. Yeah, that's exactly why. We'll we'll talk amongst ourselves for the next little while. There's no need for you to hear this uh, this nonsense. Anyway. <laughs> it's Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. I heard that about you. You like to work alone.